Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Dear Grown Women's Podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I'm excited about all that is taking place in our little corner of the world. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And for those of you who have taken on that share three challenge, thank you. We are 49 people away from my goal of just reaching 150 women um, to expand our impact from our corner of the world. Um, So that challenge is still active. If you shared with three and you know three more, share and if you're listening for the first time and you like what you are hearing it resonates with you and you know someone else that can be encouraged and impacted by this podcast feel free to share all right we are available on just about every platform that you can think of um, apple Podcasts, spotify google um, also on pandora amazon wherever you find your podcast we are there and if you get your podcast from somewhere else and you happen to be listening to this with someone else let me know another place that maybe the podcast has not reached yet and we'd love to expand our market in that direction all right so let's get to it last week's episode child last week's episode was about growing pains huh growing pains right And I asked the join the conversation question uh, was, what have you gained from previous seasons of growing pains? I commented first because I am first partaker. And I said, I've learned that seasons change. Pruning is necessary and that there is something special on the other side of pain. They have the song, right? That says no pain, no gain, you know. So Kimberly commented as well, and Kimberly said, I've learned to abandon my ideals and trust God despite what my emotions attempt to convince me of. Oh man, thanks for sharing, Kim. So our perspective becomes limited. Like it's it's limited when we hold on to our own ideals. But here's the thing, God is not limited. He is limitless, right? And him being limitless and knowing that he is sovereign and all powerful, that right there is enough to trust his plan for you. Trust his plan for the pain that you are experiencing. Natasha commented, Natasha said, I've learned to trust through the pain, knowing that if we hold on, things will get better. And then she said, and we know that all things work together. Thank you for sharing, Natasha. So resting in knowing that all things are working together for our good, it's so important to building our stamina, building um, our endurance and our perseverance in difficult seasons. Sometimes being enduring difficult seasons can make you weary. Um, but the Bible says that not to be weary in well-doing, for in due season, when the time is right, when it's right at the, the best moment, at the moment of harvest, you will reap if you just don't faint. Bridget shared also, she said, I learned that every moment, good or bad, carries a lesson. 
I'm making well-informed decisions now based on lessons I learned in past seasons of painful growth. Thank you for sharing, Bridget, Um, and using those experiences to um, inform us gives us courage to um, knowing that we push through the last difficult season or the last painful time um, gives us the courage to just continue um, with faith knowing that we're going to get through this painful season as well it does remind me that there has never been and I've heard people say this over and over again there has never been one bad circumstance or one terrible time in your life that if you're still here, that you have never, that you have not survived. You've endured all of those hard seasons. And guess what? You can endure this one too. All right. Thank you so much for those of you who chimed in on our Join the Conversation. And at the end of this podcast, you'll know what this week's Join the Conversation is. So stay tuned and be on the lookout for our Join the Conversation piece. Now let's dig into this week's episode. So I woke up from something like a nightmare. It felt like a nightmare anyway, um, where I, um, some a, a teenager that is extremely close to my heart um, had gotten off of a bus. Uh, it was like we were on a trip, had gotten off of a bus um, with some other teenagers and the other teenagers got off the bus first, but that particular, um, teenager, um, got off the bus and didn't see where everyone else went. And in the midst of that, um, I remember feeling helpless because she had left her phone on the bus beside me. So I had no way of communicating with her. I had no way of telling her where to go. And I saw her bang on the doors of um, just unknown, uh, an unknown business. Uh, We were in a strange town. I can't even remember where we were. But I remember the bus driver kind of circling. I thought he was circling around the block. Turns out he was driving, he was leaving. And I went ballistic on the bus driver. Now, I'm not saying go crazy on people, but I went ballistic because I was like, I thought you were turning around. We cannot leave those girls. And it reminded um, me of what it's like to intercede for other people. I went hard on this girl's behalf um, because I was not willing to leave her behind. I was not willing to leave any of those teenagers behind. And this season's title is it's it's personal. And I know trying to understand what that means when you talk about intercession. uh, My mind went back to there's a song. (laughs) There's a song. And if you grew up um, churchy, then you will know this song um somebody prayed for me had me on their mind took the time and prayed for me I'm so glad they prayed I'm so glad they prayed I'm so glad they prayed for me and I almost confidently know that somebody has prayed for you too Somebody has interceded on your behalf. Somebody interceded on your behalf before you, before they even knew of you. A lot of you are answers 
to a prayer that has gone up before God, right? So it brought immediate like conviction to my heart as to me taking this personal stance and interceding for the generations to come. Like my grandmother prayed, my mom prayed, Um, My mom prays. Let me say that. She still prays. She has prayed and she still prays. Um, But the reality of that is I am now coming. and And many of you who listen are within this age range as well. We are the ones now who should be praying and interceding for generations to come. We have seen how this world has moved from and I'll, I'll just, I won't completely date myself, but we'll just move from how we have moved from dial-up internet to having internet at the tip of your fingers, right? Um, all of those things, just how the world has changed, how the world is advancing, how AI is playing into the world and how the world functions, right? And knowing all of these things and seeing the things that are to come even like we have to pray we have to make it a personal mission to pray for the generations that are coming up now that are to come in the future um i believe that the holy spirit will give you insight on what to pray for but it's not optional for us to pray it's not optional Because somebody sent up and they call prayers timber. Somebody sent up timber for you. You have to send up timber for someone else. Right? For those people who are connected to you. The people who um, are in your world. You have to pray for them. You cannot leave them behind. And we're good at that. Like we're good at leaving behind things that don't serve us or don't concern us right now. We're so good at that. And my challenge to you all is at some point, you have to care enough to do something, right? Even if you cannot physically um, touch a child as it pertains to, if you don't have access to pour into a child, let me say it that way because I don't mean it any other way, okay? Um, But if you don't have the physical access to pour into um, a younger person, you can pour with prayer, right? So by trade, my day job, okay, by day I am a teacher. And seeing how um, this world is impacting the way kids think about themselves, the way kids think about God, the way kids think about family, society, um, social media, um, those things are impacting interactions with, or interacting how, um, or impacting, excuse me, how these kids see the world, right? They live in a sphere of comparison. They live looking at other people's 
highlight reels that they put together of their lives. They spend time hours and hours and hours on YouTube, literally watching someone redecorate their rooms. And they fantasize about ways that they can redecorate, ways, things that they need to do to make their space um, better. And in that is where comparison thrives right you're constantly comparing yourself to well I don't have what she has but let me find what she has because obviously what she has is better than what I have those are things that we have to intercede for it's a personal a personal assignment that you intercede for things like that right so I'm gonna take us to the book of Nehemiah um the book of Nehemiah chapter one there were um this the jews had um just you know they have been through it all right um in this particular chapter uh nehemiah the whole book of nehemiah is pretty much told from his perspective but um his brethren came to him um, just to give him an update and all that good stuff um, about what was happening um, with his people. And he asked them, a qu- well, this is what they said to him, verse three. And they said to me, the survivors um, who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. Verse four is where I want to land. So it was when I, this is Nehemiah talking, heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Nehemiah literally mourned for his people he interceded for his people he prayed and fasted on their behalf as they were in great distress we are to intercede for others with compassion and sincerity and so by all means if you don't sincerely mean to and sincerely have compassion for the generations to come don't send up weak prayers for them don't do it don't even waste your time but if you know for a fact that there are if you have children nieces nephews if you teach if you um you know if you have neighbors people that you babysit or have babysat in the past any child or teenager who has had a significant um who has shared a significant part of your time in your life you have to have the heart to want to see them not only survive but thrive right and in this this climate of the world in the culture that this pop culture that is here um, it offers so many options to kids to to teenagers it offers more than what we had access to and I I feel like (laughs) I feel 
feel like I am dating myself. I feel like, you know, I'm a part of the, the um, what is it, the cavemen, <laughs> the cavemen uh, generation back in those times, right? Although I'm not, but it feels like that because the culture and, and you know, the definition of community is also different. And But my challenge to you all is to take this personal um assignment you know what let me be the one to intercede for the rest of my family in 50 60 80 100 years let the generations after me be able to experience what I have sent up prayer for already in my day the time is now It's a personal mission. And with that personal mission, it requires intentionality. No matter where you are, what age you are listening to this, it's a personal thing that you pray about the generational curses in your family, that you pray generational blessings upon your family. That's a part of your personal mission. That's a part of your personal assignment. That while you are growing and changing and maturing and all of these things, it makes no difference if you cannot pass that along to the generations to come. Let that be the the generational blessing as you get your credit right, as you get your bodies right, eat right, healthy habits. You build, um, you know, endurance for different things. Let those be things that you pass along to the generations that are coming and the generations to come, right? I know for me, it helped me to focus on more than just the things right in front of my face, right? The, the, you know, the things that I am seeking God concerning. Um, this right here is bigger than just me. But I am, with the strength of God, with the help of God, I am able to pray through for a generation and another generation, and another generation. The same way that prayers have been stored up for you, the prayers that you send up will be stored up for generations to come. So I joined the conversation piece for this week because maybe you are someone who is not, like you're not versed in prayer. You really don't know what to pray for. This week's Join the Conversation is what can we pray over generations to come? What can we, um, how can we pray for them? What are things we can pray for? And I feel like if as a community we share that together, you may give someone language who didn't even know that that's what they needed. Like they just, they didn't know what to pray for. And for those of us who do have the language, chime in, what can we pray for all right i'm gonna end the episode just like i always do 
um, just with prayer. All right. So, Father, thank you very much, so very much for your continued grace and mercy that you extend to us each and every day. Father, I pray that even now that you will begin to stir up on the inside of us the spirit of prayer, the desire to pray, the desire to seek your face concerning a generation to come, concerning a generation that is already. Father, I pray that you will help us to send up prayer that will sustain generation after generation after generation. God, I pray that even in this, that you will begin to open our eyes to see those around us, the 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 youth around us, the cousins, our nieces, nephews, younger siblings, just to be able to see them and to see what it is that you want to do for a generation, to seek what it is, what purpose you have for a generation to come. Father, I pray that you will give us the desire, the desire to see and know the truth of your word in prayer. Father, I thank you for every listener. And God, I pray that as they listen to this, God, that something will prick their hearts and come to mind that they can pray for concerning someone who is coming up in their family bloodline or coming up in their heart bloodline, in their family bloodline. God, I pray that you will give us the tools necessary to um, to break generational curses. Let the bug stop here. Let let the let let those troubling things that have haunted family lines stop with us. Give us the authority and the power to overcome those things, God, because you have already overcome the world. And so, Father, I ask you now that you will empower us to be the change that we wish to see in this world. Help us to be the light to a generation that is coming up. Help us to 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 illuminate and to shine you. Help us to reflect you. Father, we thank you for just who you are. And I pray that everyone that is listening today, God, will take this personal mandate, will take this opportunity to think of more than the personal things for themselves, but also the things that are to come, the generation that is to come. I thank you so much for this community. I thank you for how you are freaking us. I thank you for how you are empowering and enriching us and growing us and maturing us and causing us to come into your truth. We realize that all things are by your word. All things exist because of you. And so God, we put our total and complete trust in you and the word that you have spoken over our lives. Thank you so much for just being who you are. We'll give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.